Welcome to Stella Conversations, a series of conversations between WPP senior female leaders and a cohort of future leaders. WPP is the world's leading advertising and marketing services group, and Stella is WPP's UK network for senior female talent. My name is Frances Illingworth, and I'm a founding member and chair of WPP Stella. Each episode, we will pair one of our most successful female leaders with an up-and-coming female talent from the WPP network. I'm delighted to introduce our inaugural episode of Stellar Conversations with Mandy Pooler, an exemplary choice as she's known for her energy, passion and track record in WPP and the industry. After reading English at Jesus College, Oxford, Mandy joined Ogilvy & Mather in 1982 as a media planner, becoming media director in 1991 and managing director of O&M Media in 1994. Mandy was a founder of the network, which launched Ogilvy's 26 media operations into a single European media organisation. In 1998, she became the first CEO of Mindshare UK. After three years, Mandy changed direction to launch another new venture, The Channel, a knowledge centre around media and communications within WPP. Since July 2006, she has been Director in Charge of Business Development and Communications at Cantar. Mandy will be interviewed by Rene Mello from Mediacom and Stella Podcast Producer. Rene started her career at Mindshare in Toronto, moving to Mediacom's headquarters in London to head up Paid Social. She currently leads digital for Mediacom Worldwide, overseeing award-winning campaigns for Sony, Shell, EY and eBay, amongst others. Rennie is also a founding member of a lean-in circle in North London. We're at Kantar today with Mandy Pooler, so let's start with Kantar. We want to hear about your company and your role within WPP. So my current role is our CMO, Chief Marketing Officer for Kantar. I always say Kantar is the kind of Miss Havisham of WPP, if you know your Dickens. We're a very well-hidden secret, but in fact we're 30,000 people, 12 different operating brands, and we are the research, insight and consulting end of WPP. What does your day-to-day look like in that role? My day-to-day is fun because it's very varied. So because I have communications in my title... Almost everything involves communications these days. So the nice thing is you get involved in everything from things like communicating our um, inclusion and diversity program through to the kind of external marketing, working with creative agencies, doing rebranding, all sorts of things to try and make Cantal famous. What do you love most about the RAW? We're reinventing research. Like all aspects of WPP, our world is as challenged uh, as the advertising agency model or the media model. Can you talk more about those opportunities and the challenges that might come with that change? It means we need to use technology to reduce the absolute cost of collecting insights. But we have to find you know, faster, higher-tech ways of getting into people's brains and their shopping baskets. You know, and there we're uniquely well-placed being part of, camp, of WPP, rather, because at Cantar, if we join up with the agencies, with the Group M companies and so on, we can take a client you know, from A to Z on insight to execution, arguably better than anybody else. Let's talk a little bit about your leadership style and any phases, your approach from Mindshare to WPP to Cantar now. I, I suppose I would say my style is 
friendly. I, I'm not a kind of martinet. I wouldn't ask people to do things that I'm not prepared to do myself. I think I'm pretty collaborative and collegiate. I like people. I genuinely like people. And in my experience, if you like people, generally people give you of their best. I think I have a kind of Northern England bluntness, which actually has served me well, because I think if you're honest with people, it's much quicker and it's, it builds a much more authentic relationship. I think I was inclined that way anyway, but in the early days at Ogilvy, my experiences working with creative people were interesting because you used to find that some account handlers would go and take creative work to a client and the client would hate it. And the account handlers would come back to the creatives and because they were slightly afraid of the creatives, they'd try and soften the blow and say, well, they liked that bit of the script and they liked that bit of the idea. Creatives hated that, and I used to come back in and with typical Northern bluntness would say, it died, they hate it, rip it up, we're back to square one, guys. And actually, that was much better and much faster. And I think, you know, that kind of treat people like grown-ups, give them the unvarnished truth, and then let them work with it, I think is, is has some merit. And can you give us an anecdote of when that approach has, has helped to accelerate your career? I think I've always been honest about what job I want next. I've never found it difficult to say I want to be X or Y. And I think women can be very reluctant sometimes to name their ambition. There's no shame in saying I'd like your job to your boss. And I've had a couple of occasions over the years where I have said to my boss, I'd, actually, I'd quite like your job. And I think if you do it in the right spirit, you know, it has you know, you're not necessarily being devious or nasty, you're just being open and you're being authentic and honest, then I think it works pretty well. And usually you find the boss will say, well, that's quite interesting because I want my boss's job. So how can we work together to get you this next post? I think I've been quite honest with clients as well. And again, I think clients quite respect you for when you say, well, you know, you might want to do that, Mr. Client, but it's not the right thing to do. Let me tell you why I think that. I think if you do it in a grown-up way, again, you know, you get respect for it. Francis just introduced that you're one of the founding CEOs of Mindshare. Can you talk about that role and that time in WPP? Yes, so I've been at Ogilvy for 16 very happy years when it was announced that we were going to pull the media departments, as they were then, out of Ogilvy and JWT and crash them together. I didn't want to leave Ogilvy. I was as happy as a clam at Ogilvy. I think many of us in the media side of, of advertising, whilst we felt like the poor relation, we were the poor relation, we were always last on in the pitch to the client, usually while the client was eating lunch. They'd never have time for all our slides, so we were always kind of edited. So we, we weren't always kind of given the respect maybe that we deserved, but we were very, very happy. Martin, though, in his usual fashion, could see the writing on the wall and knew that we were not going to be able to compete against this new sector, which was called media independence, that we had to in some way leave the creative agency, stand on our own two feet and invest in what was becoming an incredibly important discipline within advertising, which was, which was media. 
Now, this is contentious in a lot of ways. Some will say media and creative should be together. Some yeah. will say they should be apart. Do you have an opinion on that? Was it the right decision? Yes, it was. I think the huge challenge that I see now in the media companies, when I spend time with the Group M companies, is that distance from the creative function hasn't always helped. The practice of media is probably become a little bit too much about data and not enough about big ideas. Just a personal opinion. So you mentioned two transitions. Can you talk about more about your leadership approach during those tumultuous times and managing a team? It's always the way I think that you, you look back and you think, I wish I'd known then what I know now. When I took on Mindshare, I must have been, I don't know, kind of late 30s. The older you get, the calmer you are. There's no two ways about it. You know, just life experience makes you more philosophical and a bit more pragmatic, I think. Uh, I look back at the launch of Mindshare. I, I hope I didn't convey it at the time, but inside, I was panicked. So the only thing you can do is be ultra-positive. But there were times when I went home at night and thought, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do? You, you just keep going and smiling. I'm a big ballet fan, and actually I think ballet dancers are the most remarkable metaphor because you watch what they do on stage, which is exquisite and beautiful and graceful and, you know, all those lovely, inspiring things, and you know that they're coming off stage and their feet are bleeding. There were times at Mindshare where I felt like my feet were bleeding. But we got through and we made a success of it. The changes at Kantar that we made last year, as I say, with the benefit of hindsight and wisdom, I think you learn that you're going to survive. It's going to be fine. So the UK in media has quite a reputation for having female leaders. Do you have a comment on that? how that came to be? I, I still feel, I'm afraid, that Mediacom, to an extent, is a lonely beacon of you know, female leadership. It's certainly not 50-50. There's always wonderful exceptions like Karen Blackett and indeed Lindy, Lindsay Patterson at Maxis. But as far as I'm aware, Lindsay Patterson is still the only woman on the Group M global board. I think the women who have made it in the UK media scene have done so because media has become more professional as a function. But I don't think the battle's won. Let's talk about WPP and how it's supporting motherhood. So I'm very proud that WPP has launched Stella. I think Stella came along at exactly the right time. So there's intent from the very top, from Martin Down, to positively support women. The pillars that Stella have been working on, policy, maternity and paternity, you know, will benefit men and women, but had to change to really benefit women. Had to. We're not as good as the best in the marketplace, but we're getting a lot better on policy. Where I think we can exceed the marketplace, the competition, is in things like having women who are truly leaders of their disciplines, who are on stage, who are forming you know, opinion and thought you know, on the best kind of uh, global platforms. And I think Stella's doing a remarkable job bringing very able women to the forefront of, of not just WPP but 
our clients and the media and so on. What has Stella meant for you personally? Stella's meant I can spend time with some of the women I've loved most in WPP throughout my career. I mean, I say that and it sounds flippant, but it's, it's a genuine comment. Women love the company of other women and it's been a fantastic focal point for us to have a really good excuse to get together. What advice would you have for future generations of female leaders within WPP? I would say WPP is an extraordinary company. There's opportunity everywhere. There is no reason not to have a job in WPP that you love. And if you've got a job in WPP at the moment that you don't 100% love, move within WPP because there will be one that you do love. I mean, I've had a marvellous career in in WPP, through Ogilvy, through Mindshare, through WPP itself, now through Canton. And I think that's the great secret, because if you don't love your job, you'll never be really great at it. And you'll never get work-life balance. Never. Because you'll always resent the work. Always. You know, my advice is, think of it as a great big sandbox for your career, and don't be afraid to put your hand up and say... You know, I'm maybe 70% love this job and I want a job I love 100%. Please, can you help me find one in WPP? Talk about a time when you got knocked down and you got back up. The knockdowns you feel the most personally are the pitches that you lose, especially if it's a client you've had for a number of years. I think the, the time that I cried the most was when we lost the Guinness account. I remember I, I was actually up at the Birmingham Motor Show with a lot of Ford clients when I got the call from the Guinness client to say that we hadn't won the pitch. And I was absolutely heartbroken and I cried all the way back from Birmingham to London. But then you have to dry your tears because you have to go into your business and you have to tell everybody else that we've lost it. And, and that is a really hard thing to do. And actually, I did cry again when I told the staff. Sometimes it's not a bad thing to show emotion. It's not a bad thing to show that you are really upset. These things really matter. And we were so proud of the work that we'd done on that account. And I didn't feel that we deserved to lose it. But we did. And what are you most proud of in your WPP career? I think probably, with the long perspective, probably mindshare. It was exciting to be in right at the beginning, even to the point of, you know, the meeting where Dominic and myself, and I think it was Eric Salama, who's my current boss account, or who was then Martin's head of strategy, uh, we chose the name mindshare. And at the time, everybody said, what a stupid name. But all these years later, it doesn't seem that stupid a name. And that little kind of difficult startup grew and grew. And that would be the thing that I would look back and say. I'm also very proud that I met David Ogilvy. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be at Ogilvy when David Ogilvy was still alive and still to a degree in the business. And one of my most treasured possessions is a picture of myself with David Ogilvy at his chateau in France. He was an extraordinary man. What's next? What's next? Well, Kaltar continues to throw up challenges by the day. As I say, we're in the middle of a huge transformation programme. 
We're trying to get 30,000 people in Kantar to work and think and behave completely differently. And that's no small challenge. So I think that will keep me busy for the next couple of years. Thank you for listening. For more information about Stella or WPP, employees can visit our intranet inside WPP. Stella is listed under communities. Other listeners can visit WPP.com. Subscribe now for up and coming podcasts on iTunes. Please spread the word and share amongst women and men, colleagues, friends and families. Looking forward to bringing you more very soon. Stay tuned.